And I am live. Let's do this. Oh, what was that? Weekend Vibes from the Coronado Brewing Company. I am coming at you live from an undisclosed location on my own in a hotel room doing this a different way. I brought my fire stick to the hotel and uh, accessing it all. So for all of you that don't know, welcome. This is Talking During Movies, the podcast where I take key moments and quotes from a film that drives a two-hour conversation unless I'm by myself and then I'm just fucking rambling, folks. Email us at talkingduringmovies uh, at... Oh, geez, what's wrong with me? Tired, I'll tell you that much, right? So let's try this over again. Email us, talkingduringmoviespodcast at gmail.com. Instagram at talkingduringmovies. Twitter at talkduringmovie. There you go. Super simple. Don't have a website anymore. We got rid of that. And our movie today is Ghosts on Mars. Ghosts on Mars, folks. That's right. Ghosts on Mars. So, uh, yeah, we're going to try something different here. Uh, I am on a headset, so hopefully this will sound good. We got Ice Cube, Natasha Henstrich. This is going to be good, but we're going to, you know, as the, you know, John Carpenter's Ghost on Mars kicks off and it is a instant classic. We're also going to go over uh, some of the great ghost stories that have happened, you know, in uh, in Mexico, uh, in Mexico, in the United States. I got I got distracted there for a second because I didn't realize and I forgot that one Pam Greer is in this great film, and so is Jason Statham. I'm excited to see if he has hair. You never know with Jason Statham. Well, you always know he's bald, but I wonder if he has hair in this one. Joanna Cassidy, and this is an all-star cast. This is a really good movie. And this also is, this is letting us know what's going to happen, right? Because we're planning on going to Mars. Let me, uh, before we get into our Mars talk, let me try this uh, Weekend Vibes Coronado Brewing Company Indian Pale Ale. I'll tell you a little bit about it. It is bursting with tropical dankness. This is a beer, everything you want from the San Diego style IPA. It's jam-packed with hoppy fruitness, a fresh, refreshingly dry. Crack one open and get get ready to feel those weekend vibes. Huh, okay, well, I mean, I'm in. 100% I'm in, let's try it. And, uh, it's interesting. Uh, my favorite beer, probably shouldn't have bought a whole six pack. Uh, a mosaic citric simico yeah i don't know that well i mean listen it's beer don't get me wrong i'm not super upset but i've definitely uh, had better beers this is not the weekend vibes i've ever had for sure all right for those of you who don't know ghosts uh ghosts of mars takes place on mars yeah this is something we are uh, aggressively looking at, right? As a as a society for the for the future people, right? The people in twenty two thirty six. I'm just making up a date. So for the people of twenty two thirty six that are on Mars, wondering what the big deal is. Well, there were movies like Ghosts of Mars, and it was terrifying, right? Because we just, I mean, you just never knew what you were getting yourself into. This is such a a crazy crazy film you know when you're thinking about mars the red planet i mean the place you're hanging out on right now you know you're playing a little beach volleyball you're messing around well i'm watching a movie wondering why a train is empty and what the fuck just happened to everybody and why we think about even going far away to the red planet well let me tell you why people are thinking about it earth's turning to shit 
It's a hot mess. The oceans are rising. The temperature's getting hotter. There's nothing good happening here, folks. Nothing good at all. Maybe I shouldn't say nothing. There's a couple of good things happening here. Just not a whole hell of a lot of good things happening here. There used to be a lot of good things happening here. But what we decided to do was just take this planet and just take one big giant shit on it. And as we're still shitting on this planet, wondering how we can make it hotter, wondering how we can get more aggressive hurricanes, wondering what we can do when it comes to the global warming, uh, we're also looking then to terraform Mars and really make it our next, uh, our, our little getaway, our palm desert turned into, I don't know, a Jamaican hideaway with a little more, a little more coastline and a little less poverty, right? So that's what's going on. Probably could have done without the poverty comment, I'm sure, but it's true. It's a poor country and we shit on it as well. I got a drink. This is making me depressed. Hold on. Let's get to something exciting. I tell you, beer is, it goes good when it first gets in your mouth and then it turns to hot garbage. So listen, for you people in 2236, let's be honest, you're uh, you're hanging out, you're having fun. Let me, uh, let me tell you about a little place called Earth. A little place on Earth called America. And in that wonderful world of America, we have uh, 50 states. These states are common little fun places and Everyone loves them. They have their own. They have their own uniqueness about them, right? Uh, if you do your history and look back, you're going to find out about a about a guy in a place called Florida Man. Enjoy that burp, because Florida is a shithole, and I cannot wait to get to the ghost story that really excites and brings up Florida. And if you hear a little sniffling, that's me because of allergies. I don't know why I've got allergies all of a sudden here. Uh, in, in my in my current location, but I do. So sorry about that. Apologize. In our fifty states, there we have uh, a very interesting place called the South, and the South is full of what some people would describe as uh, some people that are racist, some people that are very smart, some people that aren't very smart. Uh, it's been uh, documented. Uh, I guess inbreeding, right? We don't have a lot of Southern listeners, do we? I should probably take a look at that. Listen, before I start really insulting everyone in the South, and I don't know why I'm pulling back or giving a hard pause to the people of the South. I mean, listen, you fuck your cousins, you're crazy, you marry young, way, way, way too young. And uh, generally across the board, you're just you're, you're a bothersome group, right? You listen, you fought for slavery because you're psychopaths. But let's look. I got India, Brazil, Anaheim, California. Texas, many parts of the United States, we're good. I'm fine. Fuck off, South. Okay, listen. I, I, I tolerate you guys now, right? I barely tolerate you. You're not even listening. So in Alabama, you know, you've got the song, Alabama, Arkansas. Yeah, I love my ma and pa, and if I play my cards right, I'll marry my cousin. That's not how the song goes. But so in, in, uh, for our first ghost story, as we're doing Ghosts on Mars, and these ghost stories have nothing to do with Mars because we haven't populated Mars yet. So what I'd like you guys to do in the future is think about your favorite ghost stories. When the podcast is done, you share yours with someone somewhere in some new way that I'm sure technology has, uh, has allowed you to. But here we go. Alabama, February 1858. A steamboat named Eliza Battle set out on a cruise down the Tombigi River, carrying 60 passengers and more than 1,200 bales of cotton. And this cotton was headed for Mississippi, down to Mobile, Alabama. But on March 1st, an unseasonably cold night, 
the, ooh, the cotton caught on fire and quickly engulfed the ship in flames. Well, you know what? Don't be moving slave cotton, sick bastards. It was the greatest nautical disaster in the river's history, leaving 33 passengers and crew dead. On a brisk, chilly night, people sometimes see the burning Eliza rising from the misty waters where it sank, trying to complete its journey to Mobile. Well, let's first of all just understand the fact that that's a horrible, horrible way to tell a ghost story. And uh, second, do you think I care if there's some burning ship in the water? I'm just going to throw water on it. This is why people in the South are dumb. They're afraid of a ship on fire in the water. I mean, come on, folks. Let's let's get real here. This is could not be more disappointing. All right. So, well, good news is we only got 49 more to go, and your state's coming up, except for you futuristic people on Mars. I don't know how you guys do stuff up there. Pam Greer's outfit is atrocious, and Jason Statham has hair. Folks, you're going to watch Ghosts on Mars. Uh, you can watch it because of the whole fact that Jason Statham has hair on the top of his head. It is thin at best. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he has a still has a 5 o'clock shadow, but, boy, that hair on top. I'm so glad he shaved his head. Hold on, cocktail time. Yeah, cocky little bastard. All right, so Pam's got her outfit, long leather jacket. We got everyone going. All right, Alaska. For those of you that don't know, in Alaska, there was a little thing called a gold rush. At the height of the Klondike gold rush, a woman named Mary. They're always named Mary. Scary Mary, Mary. Hell, hell hath no fury like Mary. You know, listen, that's why you don't marry a Mary. You don't even date a Mary, all right? You, you're friends with a Mary, but you never spend the night with a Mary. You never actually spend any quality time with a Mary because she's going to kill you or haunt you. So a woman named Mary moved into the Golden Northern Hotel in Skagway with her fiancé, a prospector known as Klondike Ike. Klondike Ike, that's quite a name. What would you do for a Klondike bar, Ike? Evidently, before their marriage, Ike set off for the gold fields to make his fortune. But Ike never returned. So Mary did the most rational thing possible and locked herself in her room and waited. Oh, her anxious anticipation of Ike's arrival turned to dread and despair. The innkeepers eventually broke down the door and found Mary dead in her wedding dress. Guests at the Golden North, North Hotel report that scary Mary still roams the halls, appearing over their beds at night to check and see if Ike is there sleeping with anyone else but possibly her. <laughs> Well, that's healthy. One, learn how to let things go. Two, hey, scary Mary. Yeah, uh, you're not just scary. You're a fucking psychopath. And that kind of that kind of stuff is uh, is terrifying to say the absolute least. We go from the top of our country, that little place we stole from Canada, we lovingly call Alaska, and we're running all the way down to a border, down to a border state, Arizona, home of. Well, anything to do with green chilies, I do believe. And uh, the wildcats and the sun devils. Lots and lots of desert. And hardly any rain. No rivers. It is, it is the closest thing we have. Well, it's Arizona, uh, New Mexico, and Nevada are the closest things we have to, uh, to Mars. So we're moving a lot of people there just to prepare for Mars. Oh, this beer, I tell you, it's killing me. All right. Arizona, the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff along, uh, opened along Route 66, very famous highway for those of you that don't know. 
1927, often lodged the cast of Western films shot in the nearby Sedona and Oak Creek Canyon and reportedly houses a whole host of ghostly guests. In fact, John Wayne reported one of his hotel, one of the hotel's first ghost sightings in the 1950s. Ever since, guests and staff have reported dozens of spirits. Okay, I'm going to stop you right now. Let's just, as soon as you get someone famous who goes, yeah, I saw something, I saw a ghost. First of all, that's called a hype machine, all right? And John Wayne, shame on you for doing the hype machine. That's just, you know, that's a great, great disappointment. And I'm kind of pissed at you, sir. I expect better from you, John Wayne, and your spaghetti shit westerns, okay? I just do. I expect better from you, sir. Uh, that said, the rest of you, come on, man. Stop with the hype, all right? There's not a ghost walking around. You heard John Wayne say it. Now you just want to see it. It's just dumb. Back to the south and Arkansas. If you can't tell, this is called alphabetical order, all right? And during the Civil War, Union General, that's right, Union General, fucking people, man, Frederick Steele commandeered the home of a mailman named John Chidester to use as his headquarters during the Battle of Poison Spring. Chidester had been accused of espionage for turning over Union mail to the Confederate troops. Oh, those Confederates, motherfuckers, all these people fighting. You know, I wish they were fighting for honor or something, but when you look back and actually study what they're, it's just... It's, you know, war and fighting like this is just a great disappointment. So it's not like I'm saying I'm for the Confederate, not for the Union. I'm not trying to say that. All right, just you're taking people's shit. You're just doing what you want to do. And it's just it's just kind of a gross thing. But I and I get the fight was for. Don't get me wrong. Don't get all upset. Ooh, we just got introduced to Ice Cube here, in case you're wondering. Not in this ghost story, but, you know, in the movie. So if you're following a lot at home, uh, Jason Statham is flirting and not wearing his safety goggles. And they're about ready to go talk to Ice Cube. Back to our ghost story. Uh, to this day, bullet holes remain in the upstairs wall of Childress's house where Union soldiers fired at random, hoping to hit the alleged spy as he hid in a small closet. Paranormal investigators say his spirit remains too, turning up in photographs and shouting, Get out! to unwanted visitors. The home, which stands as a museum today, is open for tours so that you can see for yourself. I'm going to call bullshit on that one too. And for good reason. I mean, it's not that I don't believe in ghosts, and we're going to get down this whole path of do should we do we believe in ghosts or spirits or or the afterlife, if you will, and all of that jazz. But come on, man, I'm not buying that bullshit. Not at all. Hold on, drink. This beer's warming up on me, or I'm getting drunk. One of the two, folks. What do you think it is? Well, we don't have a state with a B in it, so we're going to go right to C in California. Now this, I can see this being a legitimately haunted place with ghosts, right? It's Alcatraz. I mean, listen, this place has been haunted forever. It's a, it's a famous prison. Native American spirits allegedly roamed the prison when it was a prison, right? But today, one of the most famous stories of the prisoner in cell 14D. Story goes the prisoner spent the night in solitary confinement screaming that a creature with glowing eyes was trying to kill him and pleading for help. The guards ignored him, but the next morning they found the prisoner strangled to death with strange wounds that doctors could not have been self doctors said could not be self-inflicted. Well, that's also just called prison. I mean, there's lots of strange things that happen in prison, especially when you've got guards and people that just don't care. And we've gone over this whole prison thing, right? 
how they're privatized now where we're sending more people to prison than ever before and just what a kind of a gross thing it is that we're doing and the way we're imprisoning people and you know as a society we could do a lot better the funny and caveat back to the movie which you know sometimes i'm pretty darn good at is that ghosts on mars right ghosts on mars they uh yeah guess what they're in a prison they got a prison up there at the old terraformed mars so you've got a this just shows how they're just trying to make sure to let us know that we're expecting more and more prison. This whole idea of what America does, ha ha ha, and the way we put people away, this bullshit, is going to keep going, keep being privatized, you know, um, harped on down by the government. But there's going to be numbers of just, there's just numbers of people that we want in prison to keep a certain number, keep certain things alive. And that's just, that is, uh, that's absolutely terrifying. All right. Let us go to Colorado. That's a Midwest state. Beautiful. Gets a little snow. Do you like the weather report I kind of give these motherfuckers? Well, it's pretty good because these are horrible ghost stories. The Buffalo Rose Saloon in Golden, Colorado doesn't have much choice but to admit one undergrad, under, underaged patron. It's believed the ghost of a girl, underaged patron, I cannot read, a ghost of a girl who drowned in the swimming pool located in the saloon's basement back in the 1920s, still roams the halls, skipping and making employees slightly nervous. The former site of the pool is said to be particularly unsettling with the bar's overnight custodian, who describes it as very bad. Sometimes you just can't go down there. First of all, that you're full of shit, sir. I'm not buying this very bad bullshit. I'm not buying unsettling. I'm buying the fact that you just don't want to work. That's the reality. I wish you wanted to work. Everybody wishes you wanted to work. We wish that you would do the glasses. We wish that you would just clean up properly. But you just blaming it on some little girl skipping around and calling it unsettling is just absolute, utter horseshit. Do your fucking job, man. Come on. Drink. So disappointing. I tell you, man. Uh, boy talk about unsettling the uh, bar here on mars everyone is hanging upside down and uh, they've all been well they've been hung by their feet it looks like their heads have been cut off and some of their they've been had their uh, their uh, wrists slit so that's exciting and that's always good to see that's what you want it's the exciting uh, positive reinforcement you want for uh, for drinking let's see let's look at connecticut folks you know, in 1970, famed paranormal investigator Ed and Lorraine Warren were called to combat the spirit of Annabelle, a demonic presence attached to a giant raggedy Ann doll. Sounds, sounds legit. For weeks, the doll had thoroughly freaked out its owners, Donna, moving from room to room, leaving handwritten notes, and even attacking a friend who suggested Donna get rid of the doll, choking him in his sleep. So I think what really happened is maybe someone felt a little guilt when they were losing the when they were getting the P to the V and she pretended to choke him and then blame it on the doll. But hey, what do I know? Finally a priest exercised the doll and the Warrens locked it away in a special case designed to check its malevolent influence. But even that wasn't enough. Oh no, because where can you really buy a truly high quality case to check malevolent spirits? I mean, let's just be honest. They're hard to find, and they really don't exist because they're bullshit. But that wasn't enough. So, you know, Warren's Museum reportedly taunted the doll and died in a motorcycle crash on his way home. Well, don't make fun of things. That's pretty simple. I mean, that's just dumb math. You know what? You're supposed to be nice to people, 
And uh, you're not supposed to make fun of demons, especially malevolent demons that can't be trapped by, uh, by a specially designed box. Allegedly. Such bullshit. There's something, it's so frustrating when you, when you just, the, the line of bullshit created to create a ghost story is just, it's, it's so wrong. So wrong. Okay, we got people in prison and they are so happy to be in prison. They do not want to be let out. That is for sure. And who does want to be let out? If everyone else has been killed in the prison except for you and you are a prisoner and you're not dead, you just you're like, slide the food under and then you leave me alone because this is the safest place in the world for me. Hands down the safest place. I mean, come on, man. Pam Breer should know this, right? She's a smart lady. She's 100% know this. Okay, well, let's see here. Well, we are figuring out what these people are going to do in prison. Let's, uh, let's look at the great state of Delaware. Our East Coast friends. And what's happening? Is that Sharon Stone with a bad haircut? No, it's someone else. But it could be Sharon Stone on a good day. Since 1965, so fairly recent, Woodburn has served as the official residence of Delaware's governor. But more than a century before that, it became known as the home to more than one apparition. Around 1850, the home's owner were entertaining Lorenzo Dow, a well-known Methodist clergyman. When the group sat down for, to breakfast one morning, Dow asked if their other guests would be joining them. But there were no other guests. Dun, dun, dun. When Dow described the man he had seen the night before, it became clear it was Charles Hillard III, the late father of the home, home's then owner. Rumor has it that if you leave out a glass of good wine at night, it might be gone in the morning. Hillard was a bona fide bonafide. Sounds like the kind of ghost we could hang with and seen. Bullshit. Super bummer. Stop the nonsense. Leave out a glass of wine. Shut the fuck. I mean, come on, man. Or what did? Now listen. Either ghosts are bad and scary, or they're fun, like Casper. But this bullshit that they're, you know, that they're kind of both is just come on, man. Listen. Oh man, this is just. This gets so annoying, and this is going to be annoying, right? But we're going to go through the ghost stories. We're going to go through them all. Oh, here's Ice Cube. Stone Cold. This is this is before Ice Cube was making comedies. This is before he was silly. This is when Ice Cube was serious. And this is back when Jason Statham had hair and Ice Cube had sideburns. Long, beautifully sculpted, hard rock Nick style sideburns. Unlike hard rock Nick, Ice Cube has muscles. And uh, he's, he's flipping them off in a very interesting way where they can't see or know that he's even flipping them off. That is the most pussy way to flip someone off, Ice Cube. Nice job. Way to be an absolute douchebag right there in the movie. Okay, folks. Here's my favorite. Here we go. The greatest the greatest uh, state that we could lose tomorrow and no one would care. Florida. The Don Cesar Hotel in St. Pete Beach, Florida was built by Thomas Rowe and named for a character in the opera Maritana. Rowe had attended the opera during his time as a student in London, and he fell head over heels for its star, a Spanish aristocrat named Lucinda. This is also the longest one. 
Well, they regularly met at a fountain in the city and made plans to sail to America and be married, but Lucinda's parents didn't approve of their romance. See, back in the day, that's a legit thing that happened, right? If you're, if, unlike today, it's like, you know, I mean, you've got the meet me outside girl, catch me outside, right? She's like, I don't approve of you doing this. She's like, catch me outside, I'm going to kick your ass. But back in the day, it's like, I love him. Well, I don't love him. And uh, because I don't love him and I'm your mom, I think it's time for me to say no and you can't do anything. So nana nana boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Well, listen, the romance, they didn't approve of the romance. He wrote her faithfully, but his letters were returned unopened. Only one letter of Lucinda's ever reached Roe. Time is infinite, she wrote. I wait for you by our fountain to share our timeless love. Our destiny is time. According to legend, Lucinda died of a broken heart. Roe, who said he would never love anyone else, would go on to build his hotel. It was completed in 1928 and features an exact replica of the fountain where the lovebirds spent happier times. Rose Ghost has been spotted on the beach, on the hotel's fifth floor and in the lobby, and in the garden where he sometimes is seen holding the hand of a woman believed to be Lucinda. That is uh, the sweetest thing to come out of Florida since oranges. And it's the dumbest thing to come out of Florida since Florida man figured out how to use crystal meth to chew off the person's face. Hooray. Folks, there's a part of me that really wants to struggle through the rest of these. And we're going we're gonna to try to get through some, right? We're going to go to Georgia here in a minute, another wonderful southern place. And then we're going to go out to the wonderful islands of Ho 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 Hawaii. But right now, let's, let's get into what the hell these people are doing. Like, you definitely see someone crazy. Right? You definitely, you already saw a crazy lady. And now you got a crazy guy in a car. We're, we're getting their point of view, which is very interesting. Yeah, his point of view, he's got a knife. She's got a shotgun in space. I guess it's not space. It's terraformed Mars. But she's, you know, who's there cranking her shotgun around? Come on, man. Oh, this, this movie is just so weird. I can't believe this movie got made. I mean, John Carver, oh, that guy just slit his throat. It's a good way to go. That's a quick and easy way to go. You uh, you just do the throat or something. She should be more concerned about her living partner who has run off somewhere into God knows where. She, she might want to figure that one out. There's Jason Statham and his glorious head of hair. I mean, trust me, to Jason Statham, that's a glorious head of hair. You'd be two hairs up there. Glorious. Absolutely, positively glorious. <clears throat> Hold on. All right. Georgia. Inspire us, Georgia. When the Army Corps of Engineers flooded the foothills of the North Georgia Mountains to create Lake Lanier in the 1950s, 59 square miles of farmland, homes, and businesses disappeared beneath the water. Well, that's nice. In the process, the federal government relocated more than 250 families, along with 20 cemeteries and all the corpses. Ooh, a nasty streak of freak accidents and mysterious drowning deaths have convinced locals that the lake has been cursed ever since. Well, you know, people drown in lakes all the time because people are idiots in the way that they try to swim or don't swim, get drunk, or, you know, try to flirt with their cousin in the water. Um, some people who have survived near drownings at the lake have reported feeling hands dragging them down beneath the surface. <laughs> or you're drunk, someone swam under you, 
grabbed your foot and you just let it keep pulling you down, perhaps. Now, the wonderful people of Hawaii, they are, they're a bunch of sweethearts, right? And according to legend, the fire goddess Pele had a hog-faced demigod named Kamapua, and they had a star-crossed love affair. Ooh, the lovers were elemental opposite. Pele's lava flows brought flame and destruction, while Kamapua's restored rain, vegetation, and animal life. Ultimately, they decided to part forever, while Pele claiming one side of Oahu for fire, and Kamapua's retreating to the other side, where all is wet and lush. Today, Hawaiian mortars are careful never to drive with pork in their car along the old Palaya Highway, which crosses Oahu. According to legend, carrying pork represents hog-faced Kamapua's over to Pele's side of the island, will enrage her spirit, and she will get her revenge by making the car stall until the driver throws the pork out the window. Also called bullshit. Absolute. Positive. This is like fishermen who are who say, you know, you can't put bananas in boats. Uh, this is the same thing when it comes to um, from bananas in boats to uh, you know, all, any superstition like that. Just stop with your food superstitions, okay, people? Hooved animals can't eat them. I get it if it's a it's cultural thing, but seriously, come on now. Ooh, tell you what, Ice Cube just got taken out. Okay, girl, bam! And then he just knocked her out. She did a little Judah move and then tried to look at him to see how tough anything could be, and uh, he punched her right in the face. Absolutely, positively, right in the face. Haven't seen Pam Greer in a while. I think she's dead. Uh, more concerned about the fact that this movie was made in allowing cute blonde ladies to get punched in the face. Nice job. I don't care what she did to you, sir. You don't punch ladies. Huh? Am I right, Ray Rice? I'm right. Ray Rice should not have watched this movie. In fact, he should learn how to keep his emotions in check. I think I probably went too far there. That's okay. It happens. Alright, we go too far on this podcast. Chill out. Don't hit women. That's not going too far. That's a factual statement. And if you think I'm joking, take your fist, hit your own face. Okay? Not joking. You don't hit ladies. Call them a cunt. Don't hit them. Don't lay your hands on them. Don't grab their arm or their wrist. Hold their hand gently. Tell them you love them. Support them. Even when sometimes you don't feel like they're supporting you. You support and you love them. That's your job. All right? If you don't like that job, then I got an idea. Super simple. Don't hang out with them, all right? Don't engage their company in any way, because they're awesome, and they have really cool parts to play with. And if you play your cards right, they'll like your parts. And then in all of that, guess what? You gotta have a fun relationship that hopefully is based on more than sex. And if it's only based on sex, and then money's exchanged, well, you're not in a relationship, but you do have a nice prostitute friend, and uh, one day you should take her and her pimp out to dinner, probably on boss's day. Just saying. Just depending on how the relationship goes. Okay. Uh, well, all right. That's disgusting. Uh, we're finding out that these people are possessed and they're underground and they're jerking out their teeth and, oop, and they're crazy. And for some reason, after getting her ass kicked by Ice Cube, she can now beat up a demon, ghost, possessed person. And there goes Ice Cube to save the motherfucking day using the butt of the gun 
to make sure that that ghost ain't biting no one. All right, we are now going to take a transition from Idaho to, that's right, uh-oh, by that lady attack. Woo! Uh-oh, an ice cube, she's got a gun, and even though you saved her, you also punched her in the face, I think she deserves to shoot you. She's not going to, but I think she deserves to shoot you. Hold on, those folks. Cocktail time, and then we're going to go to, who's the hoe? Idaho. We're going to learn about a ghost. I'm sure that has something to do with potatoes or supermarkets. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got ghosts in the bar, ghosts in Mars here. Uh, let's talk about Idaho. When it comes to abandoned buildings, penitentiaries might rank up slightly behind psychiatric hospitals and the creep factor. The old Idaho penitentiary, with its uh, built-in gallows and death row, may be one of the country's creepiest. Between 1872 and 1973, the Boise prison served as a temporary home for more than 13,000 prisoners, including Raymond Allen Snowden, a.k.a. Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Interesting. Some believe he still haunts what is known as Five House, where the prisoners' gallows were located. On October 18, 1957, Snowden was brought here to be executed, but the moose that should have broken his neck didn't. It took 15 minutes for him to suffocate. In the years since, visitors to the old pen have reported strange happenings in Five House and other areas of the former prison, such as hearing odd sounds, maybe of a man slowly choking to death, and voices, and being overcome by strong feelings of sadness. That's just because you're in a place where they kept people, and when the nooses didn't work and snapped their neck, they just let them hang there for up to 15 minutes or longer. That's your sadness. It's your realization that the shit that we used to do, we're still doing. That we've we've changed the way we do knee surgeries. We've changed the way we've operated and touched people. We've done all of this stuff. But guess what we haven't done? We haven't done the killing and imprisoning part. We haven't stopped that part. We haven't changed that part. Sure, we can say the injection, lethal injection is better than the hanging, but we don't know. No one's getting a pop quiz after they get that lethal injection combo. You know what they don't do? They don't just shove your mouth full of morphine lollipops until you slowly overdose and fall asleep. They don't give you four Ambien and a morphine lollipop and say, night-night, sweetheart, it's time to go and just watch you drift off to sleep. All right? Yeah. So the prison is open to the public year-round and paranormal enthusiasts who want to test their mettle. You know, it's pretty disappointing. It's pretty disappointing that we're celebrating uh, a place or going to a place or being enthused by a place where uh, we really just uh, tortured and, and, and hurt people. You know, and some, sure, guilty, and you know what? You can, you can make the argument that they deserve to be there, but uh, still, just not cool, man. Not cool at all. In fact, outside of not cool, it's a really, really not cool. Mm -hmm. and yeah, very, very disappointing. So I, I like that, you know, our gal here, our main gal, she's, she's in front of the tribunal in a, in a leather jacket. She's, she's telling her story of how or what happened with Ice Cube, all the people, and the ghost. Ghost of Mars. Dun, dun, dun. Ghost of Mars. I've got to assume Jason Statham gets yacked 
uh, or he gets um, maybe the spirit, the ghost, uh, goes into him. There's Pam Greer. Is she running away? Crazy. I think she got, oh yeah, oh that's not Pam. That is some other lady who's running around with heads, putting them on sticks. Oh yeah, she is, uh, well, she's not right. She's a prisoner that's escaped, and she's got an interesting, interesting outfit. You hear that? It's me scratching my face. Sorry, folks. It's got little weird itches. And putting new heads on sticks. And it takes a special person to see a lady putting a head on a stick, screaming to God knows what, and walking up with your gun and just being like, So, um, how are you doing? What are you doing later? You know, let me follow you. Let me see where you're going. Am I going to find Pam Greer's head up here? I'm probably going to find Pam's head. I'm going to find a lot of people's heads. All those people uh, from the uh, from the bar that were headless and hanging upside down. Yeah. Oh, there's Pam's head. Pam, you and your crazy outfits. They are, they're gone from the movie now. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's find the, uh, the people that are possessed. And they are having a party in front of their god. And this dude, I mean, he is just so not handsome. He's got the sharpened teeth. He is a psychopath. Absolute psychopath. Just cutting people's heads off. Left and right. So excited. Putting people's hands. Oh, that girl has got a bra that is just someone's former hands. Look at him. He's just swinging the sword. I mean, this dude is just doomed. Jason Statham, shoot him. Why don't you shoot him? All he's got is a sword. You have a gun, sir. You have a machine gun. This is your time to pull the trigger. Not go back. Don't not. What is he doing now? What do we got going on? Who are we going to see? Let's see. Oh, man, the head is gone. Pick it up. Show the crowd. Get excited as the blood pours down. I want to know how this guy got his creepy facial hair. I'm really excited about that. Sorry for the sniffles, folks. I'm serious. These allergies are kicking my ass. I'm hoping his radio doesn't exactly work, but it's working just fine. This is the greatest disappointment of all time. How do you explain over the radio? This is a good question. You know, we, we always shit on horror films. So what would they do? What do you say? But you've got a guy who's huge. He's got a painted white face, sharpened teeth. Uh, partially covered in blood. His people have um, other people's body parts as, as decoration, whether that's uh, teeth or whether it's some of their hands as a bra, uh, whatever it may be. He's got all of them in there. And they're chanting and they're cutting off heads. How do you radio that back? How are you like, hey guys, uh, uh, just um, listen, so I'm out of patrol. Um, yeah, our friend Pam, yeah, her head's gone. So that's gone, I'm sorry to say. Her head, it got taken off. So that is what we call a big, big bummer. Uh, also, FYI, around a bus, there's a guy standing on a bus. He, uh, he looks like an Adonis, but a psychotic Adonis who sharpened his teeth, painted his head white, and he's grown some weird facial hair, and his hair's long. And every time he speaks, people cheer bang something and freak out and all they've got is sharpened metal objects and uh, yeah that's about it so anyways hope you guys are doing well and I have, uh, I have no place absolutely no place to go I'm terrified and I'm almost out of bullets
Yeah. So, uh oh, door opened. Lady came in. She's got oh, oh, take that. Nope, never mind. And take that though, because guess what? You may be able to stop a taser, but you're not stopping bullets, you silly little bitch. Even on Mars, guess what? Bullets matter. Where's that spirit gonna go now though? Who's gonna go into that lady? Find her. Get her. Look at her. Look at her. Oh, with that hair. Yeah, with that hair. Get in there, spirit. Uh oh, what about this girl? She's nice. Oh, this cute young man from probably from probably Illinois. Uh-oh, that, that, that lady looks like she could get possessed. For sure she does. He's following her, but then he sees that man and right into the ear, and there he is. He's in a guy that looks like he's about ready to deliver a package for Joan the Baptiste. The perfect person. The perfect person for this. Get on the radio. MFP, Mars Protection Fleet. Get on the radio. You think they'd come up with better names, but they don't. I don't even know if Mars Protection Fleet is right or military, or Mars Police uh, Faction, Frontier, Mars Police Frontier, who knows? Get on that train though, get the fuck out of there, for sure, get out of there. Hold on. Beer one is going. I will say, it, um, it's not that it tastes better warm, but ice ice baby cold, it's, um, it's not as good, that's for sure. So, for whatever that's worth. Sorry, sniffles. Once again, folks, sniffles, I do apologize. Jason, get out of there for crying out loud. Are you radioing again? I think we got the message. Psychopath. Folks, I'm going to go uh, to my little uh, bar over here, grab a beer. So I'm going to give you a hard pause, and then we're going to jump into Illinois. Hold, please, while I go crack open a fresh one. Pause. And we're back. Jason Statham is getting questioned in an army of crazy white people and, well, just crazy Mars people are coming for everybody. So with that said, we're going with another weekend vibes. That's the only six pack I bought. Went to BevMo, got a six pack, and uh, yeah, ooh, now he's got some more people and they're checking it out. These guys look like monks. They look like shitty monks at that. It's just a crowd of crazy people down there. Absolute crowd of fucking crazy. Does anybody have a grenade? Just throw it down there. A little TNT. You got the spirit that is uh, kind of rolling in. Little spirits rolling in over the hills. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. I'm very disappointed. These special effects aren't very special. It's really weird that they could, these monks could see the uh, see the spirit and see it change the people of the mine outside. The terraformers, some of the prisoners, some of the miners, some of these crazy people that are stuck on Mars trying to make it better when they don't know because the pyramid, the hidden buildings are there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Speaking of uh, spirits, Illinois. In the depths of the Great Depression, the O. Henry Ballroom, southwest of Chicago, drew young people hoping to dance away their troubles. One night, a teenage girl named Mary, get the fuck out of here with all these Marys, had a fight with her boyfriend at, at a dance and decided to walk home along Archer Avenue. She was killed by a hit-run driver and buried nearby in Resurrection Cemetery. First of all, and let's be honest here, oh, that lady just put on someone else's face. Resurrection Cemetery, it's a horrible name for a cemetery. Don't name your kid Mary, and people have been dying in Chicago. 
since the Great Depression and probably before. Residents have described a girl in a white party dress hitchhiking along the avenue. A cab driver picked her up, and she has to be taken to the cemetery. But by the time they arrived at the gates, Resurrection Mary had vanished. Well, first of all, sir, <laughs> you got took, son. You got took. Hilarious. There's a B. Don't pick up hitchhikers, okay? Just don't. Call the police. That's what you do. Exactly. Call the police. Don't pick up hitchhikers. Section A, Section B. These police are the absolute worst. They've gotten their guns taken away from them by Ice Cube, and now by these other guys pretending to be monks, who I think are just thieves. So you got thieves, you got ghosts, you got spirits, you got crazy people, you got Ice Cube, you got Jason Statham with hair. These, this is, these are a few of my favorite things. A few of my favorite, favorite things. Uh, well, we're... While you're caught up, let's look at uh, my favorite place, Iowa, at Coe College in Cedar Rapids. It's said to be haunted by the ghost of a freshman named Helen Esther Roberts, who went by the nickname Mary. Kidding, she didn't go by the nickname Mary. She went by the nickname Mary. Yeah, she died of the flu in 1918. As legend has it, the ghost of Roberts set up residence in the old grandfather clock in Voorhees Hall, former place of resident, which her parents donated to the school in her memory. While the clock was being installed, students claimed they saw an apparition hovering over their beds at night, pulling their covers off and even playing the piano in the lobby. Before taking a quick trek to her old room, some even claimed that the clock would act up or stop working altogether. At the time of 2.53, that's when she died. Dun dun dun. When the clock was removed in the 70s, the sightings probably ended at Voorhees Hall, but then they manifested in Stewart Hall, the grandfather clock's new home. Shut up, man, that is just such bullshit. My goodness. Allergies kicking in, especially with the beer. Guess who's getting out? Ice Cube with his super long sideburns and his piercings and his goatee and his boys that came to rescue him. They all got beautiful muscles. Some were in leather. Some have shotguns. What's up, man? Look at that. They're in there and close the gate. Not that smart, guys. Ice Cube's got red camouflage pants on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these people are not smart. That drink, once again, man, it's super cold. Weekend vibes. Do not drink it ice cold. I took the fridge here at the hotel that I'm in, and I turned it all the way up to 7. I'm making ice in there. It is cold. It is a 34, 35 degree temperature. It is amazing. Beers come out super cold. I don't know if the hotel likes that, but I love it. Yeah, I'm staying in a hotel. I told you that, right? I'm staying in a hotel. Brought my Amazon Fire Stick. Plugged it into the back of the TV. Pulling up all these movies. I'm telling you, I'm going to try to do a podcast again tomorrow night. And uh, tomorrow night is a uh, Tuesday night. And then we got... Wednesday night, I might do try to do a podcast, and I fly home uh, Thursday. So there's my travel schedule that you're going to get after I'm already home. So I really don't care. Hey, uh, the people of uh, Kansas, well, more importantly, the people of Hutchinson, Kansas, know not to venture into the surrounding sand hills alone because that's where Hamburger Man lives. Shut the fuck up. Give him a scary or her or it. Let's not assume it's gender. 
Give it a better name than Hamburger Man. Some say the monster, horribly mutilated by fire, or by a meat grinder, or a car crash in the 50s, abducts victims by brandishing a long knife or meat hook, and then carries them back to his lair where he grinds them up for dinner. The locals aren't sure whether the half-man, half-ghost is even real, or why they seem to have, why he seems to crave so many burgers. Sounds like Kansas just wanted to be a part of this, so they made something up. And what they made up was absolute, positively, 100% bullshit. Someone got a call and they're like, fuck, hold on. What's this? Ghost stories? Do we have, you're doing for all 50 states? Everyone, everyone's called in. So we just, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hard to get a hold of. I'm just, I'm very busy, you know, just running stuff here in, in, in Kansas because, you know, Kansas is a busy, busy state. We got a lot of things going on. So I'm sorry I couldn't get right back to you. And I'm the last state, but everyone else has turned their stuff in. So it's just us. I mean, we've got a terrifying one. So I'm glad you saved us for last. And I really want to make sure that you're sitting down. You're not driving. You know, I don't want this to be like audio. Just, you know, when you're taking notes, however it is, it's just, it's terrifying, right? Uh, I don't even know how to get into this, but have you heard of Hutchinson, Kansas? You haven't? Well, a lot of people die there, and it's 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 pretty darn terrifying, and I can, I can tell you why. Hard to believe, thinking in the back of their head, what the fuck did I have for lunch today? A hamburger. So there's a hamburger man. Don't laugh. It's fucking scary. Don't laugh. Listen, I don't know why the fuck you're laughing at Hamburger Man. Hamburger Man's terrifying. All right, we don't know. First of all, we don't even know how we got Hamburger Man. We don't know if it was a car accident. We don't know if it was a fire. We don't know if it was a car accident at a fire at a, at a, at a, at a, at a, at a meat factory. We don't know what happened. But somehow we got Hamburger Man, and Hamburger Man has weapons. And Hamburger Man turns people into hamburgers and then eats them like a hamburger. All right. We always know when someone's missing and we know we're going to find their bones and they're going to be dead because all of a sudden a store gets like two packs of buns stolen and, that, and, and some ketchup and jalapenos and sometimes some mayonnaise because it's Hamburger Man. He's a disgusting fuck. But yeah, so that's Hamburger Man. All right. So you know, don't judge. All right. I'm glad we're last. I mean, I hope this is going in alphabetical order. We're kind of buried in the middle, but seriously, can't believe you're fucking laughing at Hamburger. Hamburger Man's terrifying. You come to Hutchinson, you walk around those sand hills naked, and you see if a, a guy that looks like Hamburger comes and turns you into some fucking burgers, you piece of shit. Stop laughing at our stories. You know what? I don't like your attitude. I don't like anything about what you're doing. This guy is going to lose his thumb, and it's off. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just guy just chopped his thumb off. Yep. Oh, what an idiot. What an absolute idiot. Gotta love it. All right. Kansas, can you beat Hamburger Man? I mean, I'm sorry, Kentucky. In 1891, just a year after, thousands of spectators converge on Pikeville to see the last hanging in the trial of the Hatfields and McCoys, a newlywed named Octavia Hatcher died. Octavia had fallen into a depression shortly after her only child had died in infancy and then slipped into a fatal coma. Huh? Her only child died in infancy and then slipped into a 
Fatal coma. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I'm down. Sure, I understand what's going on. Since it was a hot spring, her husband wasted no time in burying her. Oh, well, that's nice. But soon, doctors began to notice strange, but not lethal. Sleeping sickness spreading throughout the town. Panicked, her husband exhumed her casket and found its inner lining shredded with claw marks, his wife's face frozen in a mask of terror. Racked with guilt, he reburied Octavia and had a tall stone statue of her placed above the grave. Locals say they can still hear Octavia crying and that once a year, on the anniversary of her death, the statue rotates and turns its back on Pikeville. Well, first of all, we know that part is 100% bullshit, A. And B, we also know that burying people alive is it's a shitty way to go. There probably is nothing worse than, uh, than being buried alive. 100% nothing worse. Louisiana, the place that Tom Segura would like to build a wall around, with the Cajun fry and the, the pole and the this and all that. Yeah, uh-huh, it's all good. The Cajun communities have explanation for sleep paralysis. Kachamar, a species of nighttime witch that immobilizes sleepers and rides them like a horse. That's fucking terrifying. Does this bitch have herpes? What's going on? I like how everyone's running to it. Are they going to get on this fucking train and leave? They're just kind of jogging around in leather. Is it cold on Mars? Sorry, back to the witch that rides people like horses. Some say the Kachamar comes to those who forget to say their prayers before going to bed. It's an unfortunate victim lies awake, unable to move as the Kachamar presses down on their chest. And no matter how they try to call out, their screams get caught in their throats. Some have even reported waking up with marks on their bodies from the bridles and the whips that the Kachamar uses to mount and ride the sleepers. Oddly enough, no one's woken up with a condom on. That's crazy talk. Talk about Kachamar increases the likelihood it'll visit you tonight. I wanted to put that at the end of the story. It's another dick move. You don't believe in Hamburger Man. And then the one thing you're not supposed to do, they put at the end of the story. That is super fucked up. Not, not impressed. In fact, pretty disappointed. We've got a big fight scene going on right now. Uh, I don't think we're going to make it through all 50 states. I think we're going to have to watch another ghost movie and catch up where we're at here. But let's try to at least get through the, the first 25. Right? Uh, so we got, boy, Jason Statham, still an excellent fighter, even with hair. You would think he'd be the antithesis of Hercules in some capacity. But uh, it just doesn't matter. He's just a stud no matter what. Looks better without hair, but even with hair, he is a stud. So, our friends up in Maine, mid-19th century lighthouse keeper and his wife, moved into a lighthouse in Seguin Island, a 64-acre speck of land, two miles out to sea. Dangerous place to be. Let me tell you something right now. Okay, folks, and I'm being real serious here. If someone asks you to manage a lighthouse, you tell them to go suck a bag of dicks. 100%. All right, one you don't do it. Two, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, guess what? It is horrible. And there's no way to get help, right? The two staved off their loneliness in Borden. The man ordered a piano and some sheets of music from the mainland so that his wife could learn to play. Dutifully, she learned her first song. Then she played it again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Eventually, 
It drove the lighthouse keeper mad. He took an axe first to the piano, then to his wife. See, these are the problems. And finally, took his own life when he realized what he had done. Hopefully not with the axe. That would be horrible. Visitors to the island say that sometimes you can hear phantom piano music and catch a glimpse of a lighthouse keeper walking by, still carrying. If I say axe, will you keep listening? Because it was an axe, for sure. These people are outnumbered. Can they get on a fucking train and get out of here? And the guy who's got, you know, the, 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 the leader, who's now got a jaw as a necklace. That's an aggressive thing, sir. Oh, and uh, someone else is dead now. Mm -mm. Mm. They're throwing saw blades like there's something else pretty special. I do like that. Saw blades. The guy lost an arm. He is bleeding to death for sure. Sir and saw blades just lost his head. Okay, well that's pretty aggressive. That's not good. You don't you don't take a saw blade to the head and uh, generally speaking survive. Let's check out our friends in Maryland. I'm waiting for one person, just one, to have a, um, a good story, right? With a thick cypress swamps fringe. Well, let's be honest, first of all. Hamburger Man in Kansas is still the best story, right? Fringing the Black River, the Pocomoke Forest on Maryland's eastern shore has birthed several ghost legends. Folks say that a teenage couple drove into the forest but ran out of gas. The boyfriend went to get help, and the girlfriend was woken in the middle of the night by scratchy sounds in the car roof. In the morning, she discovered her boyfriend hanging upside down from a tree, his fingernails trailing on the metal. Well, she's not a good listener. I'm sure this is also someone who complained about, you never listen to me. You just never know what's going on in my life. Well, in another tale, a couple in the car heard a radio report of an escaped murderer with a hook for a right hand. We've heard this story before. His name is Captain Hook, and this is just a shitty rendition of Peter Pan. Right? Well, the girl noticed a strange sound outside the car, and when she opened the door, the hook was hanging from the handle. Locals also talk about fireballs erupting from thickets, and a six-fingered sea captain named Antigo Montoya killed his father prepared to die. He killed his adulterous wife and bastard child in the forest. The baby whales still hear the echoing through the trees. I'm pretty sure that this was either stolen from the Princess Bride or the Princess Bride stole this. Either way, it's 100% bullshit. And now they found out the other guy who has a demon inside of him because he has scratched off his skin and eaten his fingers down to the bone. He's a little bit crazy. I'm a little bit disturbed. Massachusetts. Home of the Kennedys. Home of crazy white people that uh, that are called our Camelot. You know, you think it'd be Chappaquiddick. You think that's what it'd be as is, is the ghost story of a, uh, of a man and of a place that um, where a senator got away with uh, murdering a young woman and didn't have to do anything except for pay a fine for not reporting a crime. You think that would be the thing, that would be the, uh, the ghost story? And that, you know, that girl's, the, the ghost story is that her deafening cries, that no one hears anything that she said or done or anything that's happened in her life. Why? Because in that and of that, the Kennedys in their power and in their satanic power silenced any future movement. Yep. There you go. There's your, there's your ghost story. But let's try this one. Let's see if this one's any scarier. 
Minot's Ledge, a tiny outcropping of rock rising from the sea a mile off the coast from Cohasset, was a ruthless destroyer of ships and sailors. Between 1695 and 1754, the Ledge sank 80 ships and drowned 400 men. But no one knew how to build a lighthouse on such a perilous sliver of rock in the middle of the sea. Finally, in 1850, Massachusetts erected a small granite beacon tower on nine cement pylons grounded in the ledge. One year later, a furious nor'easter hit and set the tower swaying. During a lull in the storm, the lighthouse keeper rode to the mainland, leaving his two assistants behind to man the beacon. All night, townspeople on the shore heard the lighthouse bell ringing furiously, perhaps as a final goodbye from the assistants. In the morning, the tower was gone, toppled in a sea. The assistants' bodies washed up days later. Passing fishermen say they can still hear their screams. Well, I don't think you can still hear their screams. I think that's absolute bullshit. You know what I think you hear? I think you hear this. I think you hear nonsense. You know why you hear nonsense? Because you have guilt. You know why you have guilt? You have guilt because, as a society, we do a lot of shitty things to people. We make them, or we don't make them, but they have these jobs, they do these things, and in doing these things, it's just, it's not good for you. It's not good for them. It's not good for anything. Ugh, Michigan. Michigan, what are you going to give me? I'm just curious, Michigan. Are you going to give me anything good at all? I'm getting nervous, folks. I don't like these ghost stories. These ghost stories are awful. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely awful. That beer is getting warmer, though. It's, uh, for lack of a better term, it's getting better. I like the uh, the history of this movie or the way that they lay it out, right? It's like the gal, you see her, she's up by herself in the train. She's got a little mark on her neck. She puts on her fancy leather outfit. She goes to the tribunal. She's like, listen, this is what happened. And then she goes and tells the story. But as she's telling the story, she's also telling the story of the other people that are telling her stories. And their stories are back before she was there with her story of what was happening. And their her story or the other person's story then matches up with what's happening now because of their story and what they saw. Make sense? Everybody with me so far? Everybody excited about what's going on? So we've blown up the wall rock, of course, and they're going inside and they're freaking out and they're finding out all this crazy shit and they don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, you know what this is? You know, this this movie was made before they found the uh, the pyramid on Mars or the rock formation that is shadowed to look like a pyramid, depending on who you are and what you believe. But uh, let's just imagine if we're blowing up rocks around that pyramid that this, uh, this scene of the movie happened. And in there is a warning that there's an evil spirit that's going to come and fuck shit up because the theory is is that man listen man already destroyed mars and so we had to move to earth maybe right i mean if you believe in the idea that there were already several intelligent life forms out there and not out there as far as out in outer space but in on our planet that have lived and died thanks to the aggressiveness of, of nature then hey and this, then imagine how many times things were, were destroyed and then resurrected on Mars before it became unlivable, right? So do we go back to Mars and make it livable again? This is a crazy thought. While you're thinking about that, let's see what Michigan brings us. Well, be careful where you roam at night in western Michigan. 
melon heads might come after you. Okay. See, Michigan knew that Kansas was going to come up with a dumb fucking thing called Hamburger Man. So they just came out with melon heads. Said to haunt the woods near Sagatuck, these childlike figures have oversized heads and mostly white eyes with irises barely visible above the lower lids. They might knock on your car window or they might stalk you as you walk the dog. Some speculate that the melon heads were children in the 19th century with hydrocephaly who all escaped a local hospital where the doctor had been conducting terrible experiments on them. Be especially wary if you're a young couple making it out making out in a parked car. Melonheads like to tap on the windows to get your attention. Let me clear my throat. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And by clear my throat, let me tell you, if some weird kid with weird eyes taps on the window of a fucking car while I am in the glorious moments of making out, I'm going to let you know this right fucking now. Not cool, bro. Not fucking cool. Don't do that, ghosts. Listen, this whole idea of putting sin around sexuality, we got to stop that, right? I mean, there's got to be a, a process here where you've got to, you know, this, oh, if you're making out, you know, and the, the kid ghosts come after you. Boo, it's so terrifying. What are you going to do? Stop that. Stop putting sin on sexuality, man. Start, start putting the weight on things where we should put the weight on them. And that's, and that's not, I'm going to lean back here, so I'm going to try to pull the mic up as I lean back. Hotel bed's got some groovy, this hotel, I love this hotel that I'm staying at. I stay here as much as I can. I hate their pillows. This hotel is the worst, absolutely the worst pillows known to man. But, great location, really nice people, lady who runs the bar downstairs, super nice. And every time I check in, like everyone's just a sweetheart. So... You got to take all those things in uh, into um, consideration, right? You just have to. Sorry if you hear anything. I'm, un I'm untwisting this thing. Eh, maybe I'm not untwisting it. It's not really working. So, anyways, party people. Back to uh, the, you know the sexuality is a sin thing that we, we keep doing, right? And that, that that's really what it is. It's not a ghost. Like I mean, I know you want it to be a ghost. I know there's a party that's like, man, is that a ghost? Like, what's going on? It's not. What it is is it's 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 a, it's, it's a level of is it guilt is it, it is it oppression it's and it's I think it's both and it's guilt and oppression that pushes this narrative for this shit narrative of what we can and can't do of, of what of what's going on in, in the world and what's happening you know guilt around sex and I get it that it can uh, bring disease and it can bring unwanted pregnancy and there's a lot of shit going on I completely understand that but let's stop the nonsense I mean seriously you know making this you know the, the first couple in a horror film that has sex they die or, or anything else that goes on like that's not the scary part in life folks at all that's not the scary part okay it's not so don't make it the scary part, okay? Don't. Uh, real quick, Jason Statham, little dead in the eyes, trying to hit on his lady, and let me tell you, he uh, he looks like a, a somewhat in shape, dead in the eyes, George Costanza. They're there, they thought they were getting something or getting somewhere, and 
Uh-oh, she killed that guy, and that spirit's now leaving. And these special effects, the spirit leaving, are very special. And guess what they're going to go to? They're going to go to the angry virgin, maybe, perhaps. Look at this. I wonder how the spirit decides. Spirit's looking, it's looking right at her. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Oh, it's in her. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Cocktail time, sorry. Didn't warn you. Long one second, two second break there. It's in her. I wonder how she gets free of it. We already know she's going to get free of it because she testifies at the tribunal about what happens. And that is this, that's the scary part, right? So we know she gets free of it. We just don't know how. That's the bad part of, of these foreshadowing shows sometimes, right? Is that you don't know how she gets ahead of it. You know, they're putting her out there. Wonder where everybody's at. Get, where's the train? Please get on the train and get the fuck out of there, please. Pretty please. I like Jason Statham. That was his girl, man. That was his lady. That's all it was. It was his lady. And guess what? He just... What did he do? He gave her a breath mint and he called it a fucking day. Gave her a little birth control and then set her outside. That has nothing to do with the dirtiness of sexuality. It has to do with a guy just being an asshole and not uh, really explaining what's going on in the world. Don't worry. Here comes the possession. Here comes what she sees in the world. Here comes how she sees the demon coming after her. This is, I mean, this is the, the trip. This is this is the LSD. This is this is the mushroom that you don't want to get, right? This is this is the trip, the ayahuasca plant that you where you see the past lives or the, the past champions, the and the, the past successors and the failures of what is the spirit that lives among us that we can't see or touch that other dimension that other side of things it sounds like the opening of the twilight zone but it's not right it, it is instead it's it's this insight that you know you want we want to think we're the greatest you go after you talk to graham hancock or you listen to graham hancock on rogan or sam tripoli or anything else right you listen to what he has to say and what's going on and the crazy crazy part of it is it's just what if we're not the most intelligent or what if we're just intelligent for what we do for as soft as we are i mean we've just all we've done is made sure that we're softer right there's less hunters there's less gatherers and there's more people just plucking on keys or making fucking podcasts like me like just being a crazy crazy fucking person i like how she vomits that thing out she lets it go she sees she does her ayahuasca trip she sees it she 100 percent sees it and she goes, you know what? Get the fuck out of me. I don't need your negative energy whatsoever. And no one does, quite honestly. I don't know how you tell that to the tribunal here, this old hag who uh, forgot her sunscreen when she came to Mars. But seriously, you got to let that go. You got to say goodbye to that and how she gets back in with the group. That's a whole other problem for a whole other day. But, um, you know, ser folks, what if we're not... What if we're just a stage? What does that do to the Bible? What if the different parts of the Bible, the way that we read the Bible, and the dates that we assume or assess to the Bible, are instead, instead, what if those dates, what if those times, what if those things are, what if, what if the dates are wrong? What if the idea is wrong? What if the whole concept, watch out behind you, here comes somebody. What if, what if, there were others before us 
and they prayed to God and they and maybe they all went to heaven or maybe they didn't maybe the apocalypse to them was something different right like what if the apocalypse to them was or the apocalypse to us is not the end all be all but instead the apocalypse is in and of itself it's it's a piece that just goes you know this segment of society is going to going to die what if that's the apocalypse huh and so what they saw as the apocalypse is just something different i don't know i know i'm getting off on a weird rant here but dudes you gotta be party people you gotta think with all the crazy things that are built around us all the stuff that's happened all the nonsense that's gone on in the world they're not nonsense but i mean amazing architectural things like uh let's go with i don't know the pyramids let's go with hedgestone let's go with anything that's gone on in the fucking world that we can't understand that we just can't address party people it was there was there a group that found a different way to be intelligent i mean you got to think about just how we define intelligence and when we look at things and the way that we look at things and what what those crazy asshole things look like right what do we do yeah i'll tell you what we don't know what to do you know we don't know what to do because it's fucking it's a crazy world out there so where you're thinking about the idea that we might not be the the smartest people ever to be on this planet in fact we're just smart people in a sea of smart people on a planet and maybe we're just you know maybe that reshapes the timing of the bible or the timing of your religion or the timing of the way that we see the world or how old the world is let's read about the ghosts of minnesota all right well listen well these demon possessed people go on strike and wonder why they can't get some flesh let's uh oh they got a battering ram good for them let's read about ghosts of minnesota so ghost hunters have come from all over the country to visit the palmer house hotel in sulk center in the hopes of glimpsing a permanent guest lucy a ghost who has hasn't forgiven the male gender for her tragic life and even more tragic demise as the story goes lucy was a prostitute who worked in a brothel erected on the future site of the hotel it being the brothel burned down taking lucy and other escorts with it when men pass by she said to slam doors and drop the temperature Guests can ask for room 17, Lucy's favorite, if they're feeling adventurous. First of all, I call bullshit. Secondly, if you're feeling adventurous, you don't ask for room 17. If you're Lucy, you know what you do? You put a bachelor party in room 17 and you actually host and you just have a good party. That's exactly what you do. All right, be adult about it. Have a real party. Just put a bachelor party in there. Go have some fun. All right, don't be assholes. Have fun. Go absolutely fucking crazy. Knock yourself out. I'll tell you what. These uh, steel doors are shit. Absolute shit of people with their hands. I don't care if they're, I don't care who they are. Dude, just boom. Come on. Blow them up. Blow them up a little faster. Throw one after the other. How come these explosions are only blowing people back, but they're not blowing the walls up? I mean, come on, man. Is there not a way you can stop any of this nonsense? This is the worst. They're the worst gunfighters. They don't have shit going on. Watch out behind you. Here comes the sun, baby, baby. Here comes the sun. Oh, never mind. Behind you, it's just your friends. 
All right, let's go to 24. We're watching this horrible gunfight. They're just, these people are getting so close. And with what? Bullshit. At the center of the historic section of Glenwood Cemetery, Yazoo City's public burial grounds, there's a grave surrounded by a chain link fence. Local lore claims that the grave belonged to a witch who lived there along the Yazoo River who used to lure fishermen to the shore to torture them. When the Yazoo County Sheriff came to arrest her, she fled into the swamp and fell into quicksand. The sheriff found her half sunk before she drowned. She swore to take revenge on the city of Yazoo. No one thought much of her threat, but they fenced around her grave just in case. Then, May 25, 1904, fire nearly wiped out the entire city, spreading quickly in unusual fierce winds. After the fire, Yazoo City residents found the chain link around the witch's grave cut open. Well, don't blame anything just because you're fucking lazy. All right? Uh, did you just blow that demon up? I mean, you caught him on fire for sure. And he doesn't like the fire. He's just trying to take his clothes off now. Drink time. Hold on, kids. Close the metal door because that's what makes fucking sense. Close the metal door. The metal doors are prying up with their hands because these demon-possessed psychopaths also have ninja moves. They should have been ghosts of Mars. They should have been uh, ghosts, uh, ninja ghosts of Mars that can fight really, really super fucking well because they're former miners and prisoners. That's what I'm saying. Get in. Where are you just trying to fucking go? And why is that that door just closes and now it means something? Oh, he has been caught on fire. Half of his face is melted off. His makeup is all melted. This is some bullshit. And he's smoking? Smoking mad. That's what he is. <laughs> now they're all inside. Close him inside. Get in your truck. Get the fuck out of there. Come on. What are you guys doing? Let's be adults about this. Is there a spirit still in there with that dead guy? Huh? Come on, folks. Look at our girl here. Our, our short-haired blonde gal. She's just uh, climbing the relief tower. Someone get in that train. Someone please get in that train. We're waiting for everybody to get in the train. Let's as this movie starts to close out, we're an hour and 20 in here, just about hour and 19, hour and 20 in. Let's uh, let's do our 25th state. We're gonna do another ghost one, right? Uh, but let's do this one for tomorrow, for Tuesday. And that's Missouri. So we're going to end with our ghost stories. We're going to stop with Missouri. Uh-oh. This guy, like, just yelling all the time. Like if there's more of a polite ghost or if there's just someone who's a little more adult about this whole scenario. Such bullshit. Goodness gracious. All right, here we go. Missouri. An old couple in Overton who made a trickle of income lodging travelers in their home decided one night to murder a wealthy boarder and make their fortune. They hid his body, took his money, and used it to build a grand new house. Years later, as the woman lay in her, lay on her deathbed, she made her husband promise to keep their secret and never remarry. But he took a new bride within a year. Well, anyway, it's going to happen. The people of Overton, disapproving of, disapproving of the widow's impropriety, harassed the couple on their wedding night with catcalls, drums, and rifle shots. But when the man went outside to shush the crowd, he was startled to see a black carriage pull up to the house. Inside sat a woman, pale as death and dressed in black. Without a word, the man got into the carriage. 
drove off and he was never seen again. Ever since, townspeople have spotted the black carriage and interpreted it as an omen of danger. Well, I'm going to interpret that as an omen of bullshit. I think what happened is that guy married someone way too young. The good Lord came down and said, you know what? Person you're marrying, little, a little bit too young. You're, you're gross. You're a disgusting human being. You're 50. She's 14. We're going to stop this bullshit right now. We're not having this nonsense. None at all. It's not happening. We're not fucking doing it. Sorry. Not happening. And then someone came to town and they're like, guess what? You go back in and try to marry that girl. You try to consummate this wedding. I'm going to tell you something right now. Townspeople here, we're going to kill you. We're going to, we're just going to kill you. And the dad led the charge because the dad was a good person, right? So the dad led the charge. That's what happened. And uh, guess what? If you guess that he just went away and went and just ran a farm on his own in Montana or someplace like that, you probably guessed right. Yeah. He became the fifth resident of Montana. All right. As far as you're concerned, you did. Don't blame it on a fucking ghost. All right. Because townspeople, crazy old people get creative. All right. Don't blame it on that bullshit. Okay. Just don't. Hey, good news. Our, uh, our fearless team here has decided to uh, get on a uh, train. A train that is now making stops. I'm sure this gal's like, I'm sure, why the fuck are you stopping? A lot of traffic outside of my window. I am at a, uh, a hotel. I'm at a hotel? Motel. A motor. Like, I get to drive up and then walk up the steps. Um, the people I come out here to visit... They, uh, they always make fun of the place I stay. My family makes fun of the place I stay. All right, not in a nice neighborhood. It's just, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, I really don't care, that's for sure. But, um, you know, it is, uh, it's not in the best neighborhood. There's a lot of, lot of foot traffic around here, if you will. No ghosts. That's, that's the good news. Nothing, nothing, nothing in this area town is old enough to, uh, to have a, a ghost, if you will, in any way. So, no ghosts. None of that non nonsense, that's for sure. I'm sorry, are they trying to go backwards now? Is that train going backwards towards uh towards the crazy people? Towards what happened? You know, you just you can't make sense sometimes of, of what's going on or what or what is to uh to happen. But for sure, yeah, close that door and call it a fucking day. Alright. I don't know what they're trying to do, where they're trying to get, but uh, I don't think the train is stopping. Maybe it's going to come back for them. Who knows? Hold on. Drink time. I forget how this movie ends, so guess what? For those of you that haven't watched it, we're all buddy-buddy here. For those of you that have watched it, I just want to let you know, uh, well, I'm going to be surprised. And hold your excitement. Oh, and here comes all of the horrible people trying to take over the train. As they break in, oh, what are they going to grab? Hmm. Hmm. Is the oh, they're in the communication center, the mine communication center, the prison communication center, the if you will communication center. They're they're attacking the train. How long will the train stay open? But guess what? Demon boy, he knows what's going on, and he doesn't like that shit because she didn't hide very well. He did not hide very well. So, you got a couple of minutes. 
And how fast can they run versus how fast can you get back to that fucking train? That's the question, right? Now it's just, it's a moment of athleticism. Now it's just it's an idea of, all right, they're at the train. This is where math comes in. You know, we always make fun of that. You know what, math teacher? I've never done the problem. I've never understood. I've never seen. So two trains leave and one train does this and one train does that. They're going at two different speeds. Well, this is the math problem I want you to do. A big metal train on Mars with a little bit of a different gravitational pull. Let's go a negative 9G pull, whatever that means. I'm making stuff up, of course, is leaving a train station. People in the same negative gravitational pull, maybe a little bit lighter, they're a little farther away from Earth, maybe they bounce a little higher, I don't know, are able to run. So one, the heaviness of the train versus the lightness of the people, but they've got the heaviness of dead body parts all over them. You have to ask yourself the question, what do they do, right? So what do they do? Uh, well, they've got a couple of options and none of the options are good, right? Not one option is, is actually good, but let's just say, so one, the train is now going back the other way, but the people are able to run at her. And the demon people, and they're, they're, they're powered by like crazy demons and stuff, right? So you got the demon people, you got the train. Now they also have to run, these other people have to run, and they're not possessed by demons. You get demon people, bloodthirsty, super hungry, they just they want a piece of life, they really want something. And then you also have uh, the people who just want to live. So you have to weigh these options out. What is greater? the thirst for and hunger for blood and souls or the hunger for life a b the train trying to catch up speed so that the demon people can't just latch on and then climb in in a little bit has to get a certain amount of speed well at the same time those other people have to run at a certain speed so that they can jump in and dive in and get after and get to the safe part of the train a lot of moving parts here there's someone in quantum computing that can that can figure this out in, in 10 seconds and just let me know what is the uh, the fight for life versus the fight for your life so the fight of a life to take a life and the fight for life to keep the life and then the moving train contingency jumped in and where it all makes sense and if you're wondering what's happening I paused the movie to kind of go through all of this so yeah you calm right down there party people calm down well the run is on the run is on folks let's see who's gonna win ice cube throwing bombs girl throwing she's she's shooting her shotgun he's throwing his bombs. she's shooting the shotgun throwing bombs I mean come on now folks what do you think's gonna happen next huh what do you think at the end, we know. I mean, we know what's going to happen. What has to happen, right? We, we know the, the blonde lady has to... I keep calling her the blonde lady. It's so rude. I'm going to pause the movie really quick. Uh, only because, you know, um, I just... Uh, go to Mars. I just want to... I know her name. I just want to get her character's name, right? So, it's very interesting. Here we go. We got Ghosts of Mars, Bodies of Intruders, John Carpenters. Let's kick some ass scene. Boom, 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 boom. 
um, IMDB 2001, by the way, in case you're wondering. That's my first, by the way, of the film. So I guess it's, it's okay. I get to do that. But the IMDB, uh, here we go. We are going to look at this. Natasha Henstrich is Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. So at least we know Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. She, she lives. We at least know that part. As, as Ice Cube tries to blow up all of these people, we at least know that she wins. Um, wait, I'm trying to see. Where's Big Daddy the Inquisitor? Liam Waite. We saw him. I don't know who... I forget, you know, Ice Cube, Desolation Williams, right? Sergeant Jericho Butler is is our good friend, Jason Statham. You know, of course, Pam Greer, she's she's dead. Sorry, Pam, right? Uh, you know, Big Daddy Mars. It's a great cast. Folks, it is a great cast. I mean, Martian Police, the MPF, the Martian Police Federation, right? You've made a movie about Mars happening in the future with demons or spirits or ghosts or whatever you want to call them, right? You've done all of that work and then you're Martian police. All of that work and you're fucking Martian police set to pick up criminals in a remote mining post. Martian police. You can't think of a better name for your police force than Martian police. You know why you got five stars? You know why you only get 50%? You want to know why? Super simple. Martian Police. You dickheads. Popularity this film has dropped aggressively since it first came out. In fact, it's dropped quite a bit since it first came out. Whew. It is a rocket ship to the bottom. Jeez Louise. All right. It's budget $28 million, Opening weekend. Anybody want to guess what their opening weekend was while well, I'm, I'm waiting for something here? Uh, opening weekend was three million. Budget twenty-eight. Opening weekend three. Somehow Ice Cube survived this, and his hard rock neck sideburns, and his. I think it's because they had the hair on top and the muscles on the on the Brussels. Guess what? He lived on to fight another day, and create Daddy's daycare camp and um, which way is it now and all this other bullshit. As they, as they just, oh yeah, throw the bombs, shoot them, double six shooter, get them. Jason Statham, come on. Ice Cube, I can't see your feet. Why? Or your legs? Because you're in red camouflage, you son of a bitch. All right, another lady's going to stay there. Uh-oh. Guess what else happens? Demons enter people that aren't ready. They're just throwing saw blades like ninjas. It's amazing. Hmm. Oh, got her leg sliced. Jason Statham, you were making out with her earlier. Are you going to go rescue her? That's the real question. Are you going to rescue your lady? Huh? Are you? She's going to run out of bullets. Jason Statham's going to run out of running out of swinging power. Oh, oh, she can. Oh, she can't dodge that saw blade. You know, with all these people coming at him with sticks, Ice Cube is going to rescue her even though uh, you can't see his legs because he's got red camouflage pants on because he's on the red planet. Do you guys get it? Do you understand what I'm saying? I hope so. Boom, shaka, laka, laka, boom. So here we go. Jason Statham, I'm sorry, buddy, but the uh, demons have overtaken you. 
And now close that door. Close the door. Turn out the lights. Light a candle. God bless. These motherfuckers can't close a door. It looks like Balky. Looked like fucking Balky. And boom. Is she going to make it? Is that demon going to make it? There it is. Running. 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 See this is what you, see, see what you didn't want. This is why you wanted that, that thing to take off faster. Because they're all going to jump on that goddamn train. Okay? I mean, this is the problem that you have right now. Is that they're all getting on the train. So you just fought them off. You lost your whole crew. Because they were throwing saw blades like psychopaths. Right? And now they're on top of the train. And they're just trying to beat their way in. It's horrible. It's absolutely fucking horrible. And you know that one demon. She's not fully possessed yet, right? She's the crazy-headed lady. Crazy blonde-headed lady chick. She's not fully possessed yet. So if she's not fully possessed, let me see if I can find her a picture to get her name. You know what? Full cast. It looks like it's Joanna Cassidy. So Joanna Cassidy's not fully possessed yet. And because she's not fully possessed yet, I think she still remembers how the train works and everything. And because she remembers how the train works, the uh, the reality is is that whew, everyone's in a little bit of fucking trouble. Like legit trouble. Horrible. Absolutely, positively horrible. So then, uh, you know, what do you do? Well, tell you what. It's pretty darn easy. You run for your fucking lives. That's what you do. You run for your lives. And if you're Ice Cube and you see those people on there, you blow out the back half of that train. Just drop that bomb in there, bruh. Hold on, what are you going to do? There you go. Dynamite. Now get off, Ice Cube. Now all you do is you just you drop it in there and you get off and get the fuck out. That's all you do. My poor computer has worked so hard today. It's starting to get a little glitchy. I hope this doesn't affect the recording at the very end here. It's getting a little bit glitchy, a little bit twitchy, right? And uh, we don't want it to get too twitchy. Poor thing. I mean, really, it's had a rough day today. It's had a, it's, what the hell is going on here? It is uh, it's shaking like a Polaroid picture right now. It's it's like I'm driving. It's like I, it's like my my computer screen got turbulence. Is it hot? It's not terribly warm. Uh, it's warm in some spots. I don't know why you guys are getting a computer update from me. That's bullshit. But Ice Cube's got the plan. You blow up the back end. You just get it done, son. That's all you do. Boom. Get in. Natasha Hendricks. This is not that's not what you do. You don't just start opening up doors and poking your head out. Okay? This is not the thing that you do. Why? Because that lady's going to come in. Look at that. Boom. There you go. And there's your fucking problem. You got the big demon guy. See, this is the problem with people. This is the problem that we have right now. It's a real fucking problem. Right? You know what the real problem is? Real problem is super simple. My goodness, my computer is just... I mean, I hope this isn't really fucking up my recording right now. Hold the recording coming through clear. I guess we'll find out in the complaints department, won't we? But nonetheless, the, uh, the gentleman... Uh, gentleman... The head demon, who is uh, who's a head psychopath, right? He always finds a way to get where he needs to get. Even when he's in the back of the line, he's still finding a way to get where he needs to get. Boom, shakalakalaka. Ice Cube still finds a way to get where he needs to get. So that's kind of fun, right? Super fun. Hold on one second, folks. Boom. 
All right, so, oh, you know, I will say this. Hair and makeup, I don't know what you guys did, but you did this, like, beautiful rendition of Mad Max meets a Satanist club that also meets uh, body dysmorphics that really want to engage with uh, tattoos, piercings, heavy metal, and wearing the flesh of other people. Uh, this is this is a beautiful, beautiful, beautifully done film when it comes to the craziness of the people on Mars, the demon-infested people on Mars, because you really get a feeling for what, who they are and what they're going through. And by what they're going through, I mean they're possessed, right? That's all I mean. They are just po-possessed. That's the beauty of the program. I mean, that's exactly what you want. You need them possessed. You need to feel the pain of them being possessed. You know, when we go, when we go tomorrow to when we do the next ghost film, Jason running solo and bored at night and doesn't want to go out drinking, so he's doing podcasts. Uh, guess what? We're gonna kick it off with Montana. Yeah, we're gonna kick it off with Montana. So hang on to your cowboy hats, cause that's a coming your way. Boom. You know, this is this is weird how this film goes from uh, just you know it, it moves. From a time of, of, of questioning an ice cube and fighting back and then you lose everybody to her, I guess you would say, uh, not falling in love with ice cube, but uh, for sure liking him and maybe sharing to the council. Miss Natasha, she's got quite the outfit going on. She's always trying to put her best leather forward or black outfit or whatever it may be. And in the future, in Mars in 2263, they do not believe in or have sports bras. They just believe in a nice cotton, thin cotton top and a very thick leather jacket. They like a short skirt and a long jacket and no support. And Ice Cube's there to break her out. What's up, girl? How you doing? Come on, I got you. With chrome Uzis. Listen, when you're on Mars and you're going to break someone out, you break them out with a chrome Uzi, okay? Don't bullshit. Don't fuck around. If you're coming, you come strong, and for sure, in a world of black leather and darkness and a red planet, you get your chrome Uzi on. That's exactly how that shit works. Have some fun, son. 100%. Don't let people drag you down. There you go, folks. If you're getting broken out of prison, you get broke out of prison with some with a chrome Uzi. If they don't have a chrome Uzi, tell them to suck a bag of dicks. That's how that shit works. All right, now comes your favorite time of the podcast where I get done talking. I'm all done, and you get to hear my daughter sing about the first time she took a poop. Thank you for your time. I love you guys. Get at us. Talking during movies podcast at gmail.com, at talking during movies on Instagram, and at talk during movie on Twitter. Have fun. Enjoy the day. Run after it. Be good. Uh, fight the prison system. Fight going to Mars. We just found out not only are there pyramids up there, but there are ghosts up there, and they will they will get into your brain and they will eat you from the soul. And most importantly, have a beer and enjoy life. Here it is. She's singing about shit.